Tune in this week as Jeff Howell shares with us why he said, I want to be involved in something that doesn't exist. Are you an entrepreneur who's looking for motivation, strategy, and tactical guidance on taking your business to the next level? Do you like surrounding yourself with action takers who know what it takes to win? If so, you're in the right place. My name is Josh Thomas, and I'm your host. Join me as I speak with some of the greatest business minds on the planet. Welcome to the Do Zone. I have not failed. I've just found 10,000 ways that won't work. Thomas Edison. DC Tribe, Josh Thomas, glad to have you. Hey, be sure to follow and subscribe to The Do Zone on Apple and or Spotify. Wanted to let you know that this podcast is brought to you by Unbreakable Teams. We fix broken systems for entrepreneurs. To learn more, go to unbreakableteams.com. Once again, that's unbreakableteams.com. Today's guest is Jeff Howell. After a decade as a corporate attorney with a Fortune 100 company, Jeff ventured out as an entrepreneur and has been fortunate to act as general counsel of multiple startups, as well as serve as business advisor on a number of projects. Currently, he works as the director of sales and client success for a seven-figure agency, as well as director of strategic partnerships for LeadSnap, a SaaS platform that is a suite of tools for digital marketers, as well as a partner in Rank Masters, a digital marketing coaching program. Jeff, welcome to the Do Zone. Say what's up to the tribe and tell us something you believe is the key to getting stuff done that most people wouldn't think of. Well, thank you very much, Josh. I appreciate your invitation to be here with you. I am really excited to share whatever comes to mind in the moment. And the key that I think to getting things done, like it goes off of the quote that you shared from Thomas Edison. It's like understanding that, man, you might have to take 10,000 swings before you get anything right. And I think that having that kind of bigger macro view of everything that you're doing. And it, it really requires purpose to be able to have that kind of stamina and perseverance, but man, just never giving up. That's, that's the key to getting things done in my opinion. I love it. And uh, you know, you've never given up and you've made some pretty monumental shifts from being a corporate attorney to advising startups and marketing agencies and being a director of sales that's all that's a lot of movement man that's like a wide spectrum talk to us about how did you move from being uh like a a, a stuffy suit in an office to what you're doing now i mean like for those of you that aren't watching watching like i i didn't even know jeff was an attorney until <laughs> just now and we've known each other for months and he's like oh yeah by the way i'm an attorney but he he looks like the complete polar opposite of one. And he talks and, and he behaves like the opposite of one as well. Talk to me about that, man. Yeah, man. I'll take that as a massive compliment. It's been a journey in going through my whole life of just wanting to do big things and not really having the role models around me growing up of being in the entrepreneurial space or mindset or you know, just being in business for yourself necessarily. It was just all people who were like nine to five. 
And I, I didn't have any role models, but I knew that I had that core seed of that pulse that I call it within me to go out and create something that doesn't exist. So after I got into, and, and I, I went to law school, not because I wanted to save the whales or, you know, get the, you know, people free or something like that. It was all about like, hey, I know that people are going to give me some kind of credibility or respect if I had this bar card. So hmm. In business, I thought that would serve me well, and that was the intention, and it has served me well. I mean, that intention has has manifested for me. So going into the corporate world right out of law school was a blessing. I had a paycheck, and I quickly accelerated my career and met the right people within the organization. It was a multi-billion dollar operation with 10,000 employees and, and et cetera. But I was able through the working in the legal department to kind of interact with the C-suite, the higher ups, I had big ideas, crazy ideas, you know, like any entrepreneur would. And I sold those ideas to the C-suite. And I had about five different projects going on at the time that were all super cutting edge, innovative things that we're going to build off of the core business model and take it to the next level. We were partnering with people like MIT and some patents that they had and just some other, you know, Silicon Valley type of, uh, you know, tech startups and things like that to bring these things to fruition. And it was unbelievable creating a team internally to run those projects and, ended up that right after the downturn, it was a real estate company, but they have a lot of technology involved. So after the downturn, they ended up letting go the entire legal department, which I was a part of. But because I had already put myself out there and been designated on these other projects, they just kind of swept me up and put me in charge of that was my sole role. So I was an entrepreneur and I didn't even knew, know what that meant until I became one. But entrepreneuring for that like next four or five years was where I cut my teeth. That's where I got all of the skills that I'm building on now and, and implementing now. But I had the luxury of a paycheck, which is a blessing and a curse in, in some ways. You know, now I see that if I had been forced to to really monetize sooner, I might have gotten further faster. But, um, you know, for where I was in my life at that time, it was an amazing training ground for what I'm doing now. I love this. And, you know, what I heard from that, there were multiple times where uh, you used one skill that we all need to learn better, and it's leverage. You leveraged a an education and the status that comes with a law degree and passing the bar to get into a, a, a job and an immediate paycheck and people taking you seriously. And then you leverage that position within your company to move yourself within striking distance of the C-suite and say, hey, I'm here, I'm working for you. You guys already showed me, or I already showed you that I was worth uh, hiring and paying. And so you can trust me. Let me show you some of my ideas. And you leverage that relationship. And then you leveraged your position within those relationships after the downturn to stay stay on board and then you leverage that position to be able to kind of be in the training ground to become an entrepreneur with the security of a paycheck and so what i heard over right. and over and over from your story is leverage is going to help you get where you need to go Thoughts amen on that? man I, I can't even 
you know, emphasize that enough, you know, I, it, they, you know, jobs said you can't connect the dots looking, um, looking forward, you can only connect the dots looking back. So looking back, I can see that it was just, you know, the universe putting me in the right places at the right time for me to learn and grow into the positions that I was taking on. And luckily, this company was started by an attorney. Most of the C-suite was attorneys. So only in that scenario would that credibility that I intentionally created for myself be of that much leverage. Would it be that valuable? Because I'm talking to like kind, like mind already. There's an instant credibility with the entire C-suite pretty much. I mean, I think 80% of them were, were attorneys. So that certainly the company helps. had four or 500 attorneys um, in total. The group that I was a part of when I first started was about 75. So after the downturn, they all, most of them, all, all but like five of them were laid off. So I was very fortunate that I had created these relationships. And like you're kind of hinting at it, it is all about relationships. You know, where I, where I got in that company really, you know, taught that, taught me that lesson, proved that lesson to me. And as you know, today in the world that I live in with uh, entrepreneurship and our SaaS company and all of that, like I'm working on re relationships all the time and, and you're included in that, Josh is like, you know, I, I really value the people and I really believe that we can get, uh, you know, further, faster together rather than being a lone wolf. Yeah, well said, man. And and so I'm curious. So once once the uh, once the the teeth the teeth were cut, the uh, resources were refined, and it was time for you to kind of go out and do your own thing. Uh, what was the next step from there? Uh, you know, once you were in this training ground and you said, you know what, I've got this, right. I no longer need this luxury of the paycheck. What was the next move and, and, and why? Sure. Well, it wasn't that um, selective, I guess, you know, I was kind of pushed out. Some of those projects came to an end or they were kind of um, going further than they wanted, wanted them to without seeing much return. I mean, they were, they were big ideas and they had, you know, a lot of moving pieces. And it was just one of those times when they were cutting people again and whatever. And I kind of got caught up in the, on the wrong side of it. And so it was great because I had spent my time there. And, and fr frankly, the first day I, I started working there, I, I looked out the hall both ways. I got my office. I looked out the hall both ways. I'm like, I don't want to be any of these people, you know, and that's the way <laughs> I started my career there. That's so that's what really kind of inspired me to continuously, like, look at the business model, look at the, the next opportunities or possibilities. How can I innovate? How can I make my distinguish myself? In that let's, let's, let's stop there for a minute, because I think that's important. When you get into a place and you realize these people aren't like me, I don't want right. to be like these people. Yeah. It drives you, you know, it does. It's almost like it's not so much like a superiority thing uh, because I've been in places where I am surrounded by people who I would consider superior to me in some way or another, but I don't necessarily, but that doesn't mean I want to be like them. Right. I, right. I don't, if that's, if that's superiority, I'm good. Well, I'm, I'm striving for excellence, you yeah. know, and I didn't even know it at the time. Like I didn't have like a, a visceral awareness or ability to, to really put that into words at the time and articulate it in this way. But I know now that it was just that, that core 
you know, that pulse kind of that I talk about that's that's driving me towards continuous personal development, you know, professional development, all of these things. And so, yeah, I mean, it, it really it really drove me to distinguish myself in those ways. And, and, you know, having people come by my, my office and say, Hey, yeah, slow down. Like, you know, you're making the rest of us look bad. Like it's like, I'm clearly in the wrong place. Right. That, but that's um, the, uh, that's the, the crab in the bucket analogy. Yeah. Uh, you know, one crab tries to escape the bucket. The other crabs are going to be like, no, nah, man, you're going to be down here in misery with us. Get back down here, right? Yeah, get right. Back. what are you what are you doing trying to be a uppity crab? Get out of here. No, don't get out of here. Stay in here. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime somebody starts tries to throttle you, you have you really have to you really have to ask, like, is this about me or is it about their own insecurities? Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just not everybody has. I think that's what distinguishes us as entrepreneurs at the end of the day, is we do strive. I mean, our whole being is like driving us towards something greater not that like you said better than somebody else but it's just like we want to innovate we want to create it's not about the money it, usually it's not about necessarily one thing or the other it's like i want to i want to be involved in something that doesn't exist and so to answer your last question when i got out of that dynamic with the company because of other relationships that i had built i got invited to be general counsel of a startup crowdfunding real estate platform that that was the hot topic at the time. And I was always on the cutting edge of everything. You know, this is like around 2012, 2013 and like Bitcoin, like all this stuff, like I was involved in all that stuff. So I got into the the crowdfunding platform and, and started working and then they got a whole bunch of funding and the advisors came in and said, why are you paying general counsel this number? We can outsource that and just have, you know, sort of fractional uh, general counsel, get rid of this guy. So that's where I got my ass kicked. You know, I, I really, I, the dream was to go out into startups and to start, you know, really playing that game. And then all of a sudden I, I learned what, how it really works. And so that was like really devastating. I wasn't vested or anything. The company ended up going under at the end of the day. So I'm glad I, I didn't have to take that ride, but it was still devastating to me at the time. That was really the moment where everything that I thought I knew about myself or what I wanted in my life was stripped away. And um, my divorce uh, or my marriage was, was tanking, like all of these other things were happening at the same time. And so when I kind of came through that really traumatic process again, of kind of like finding myself, like, I don't have a company backing me. The startup world has kicked my butt. Like, where do I go next? I don't really have any from a legal standpoint, marketable skills, because I've never been to court. I've been deposed a couple of times, never been to court. So I don't have that. Like I basically you know, start my career over because I don't have the, this, you know, deep of relationships like I did in the, in the other company. So I started working with uh, business consultants and specifically coaches to executives and got a few gigs doing stuff like that and was really working on the back end side of it on under retainer and just helping them build their business, facilitate everything. And that's when I really got into hardcore personal development, meaning that I just went deep into it. It wasn't like it was super intense or anything, but it was a lot. And so I was involved in multiple programs through the clients that I was that I was working with and, you know, people like Brendan Burchard, um, Dan, uh, Dan Sullivan was strategic coach, you know, a, a few others and just went, you know, Tony Robbins and uh, Dean Graziosi, all these different programs. And so that's when I started really seeing people who were excelling 
and who were in this same type of mindset or were striving for more. And then I realized, okay, not only is this content amazing from a personal development standpoint, change my thinking, change so many things about the way I approach my life, but I'm also surrounding myself with other people who want the same. And then I got addicted to that, you know? So it's like now, as you know, I want to surround myself with as many, you know, top high-performing thinkers and doers that I possibly can. That's that's really what it's all about. You're 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 looking for people that aren't going to peek out in the hallway and say, "Hey, man, slow down." Yeah, you're, gonna, you're looking for people that are going to peek out in the hallway and be like, "Hey, man, come with me. I think you can go a little faster this way." Yeah, or even like you the other the other day when we saw each other last week, like you see an opportunity for me to to level up my game in whatever way, just in my thinking or the way that I talk to myself or the language that I'm using or whatever, and challenge me and say, "Hey, dude, like check yourself on that. Like you could improve there." And it doesn't have anything to do with, you you know, me coming with you or us doing any business together. It's just like, hey, I want you to be better, you know, and I do the same for you, Josh. You know, it's like if I if I saw something in you that I felt like, hey, you know, here's a here's a little tweak that maybe you, you're not aware of. Like, that's that's valuable. I want people around me that are going to challenge me that way. So I appreciate that. Let's let's talk. Let's talk about this. We don't have to talk about the specific uh, situation, but sure. let's talk about the idea of that. Uh because uh, we're we're too we're too damn polite, right? In my opinion, uh, and people people need to hear things, and they need to hear the truth. The truth is never convenient; it never fits into a box. It just it just is. And the other thing that's tough about the truth is the truth is sometimes it's relative, <laughs> which is weird. Uh, but it, it, it's, it's some, sometimes it's not even relevant to you, but, but you never lose by telling somebody your truth. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and how do you, how do you get to the place as a human being where you can tell somebody the truth according to you and, and be at peace with yourself? Like, it doesn't matter what you think about me. This is what I need to tell you. How do we do that? And I'm going to tie that back to you went on this mission of personal development and surrounding yourself with all of these people that are also focused on personal development. And when you are modeled, you you also mentioned early in your life, you did not have the proper role models. When you have the proper role models who are showing you, they're demonstrating to you I need to tell you this truth and you're not going to like it, but it's important to me because I care about you. When you see somebody else doing that, it empowers you to do it. And when you do it, it empowers somebody else to do it. And you've got to get that out there. But the only way to do it sometimes, if if we stay in our lane, we all had shitty role models. You know, if we stay in that lane, we're never going to grow and we're never going to improve and make the world a better place. So how do we do that? We got to get around to other people. Talk, just talk to me about how, just very briefly, talk to me about how being around other people who think differently, how it just like it physically changes you. Can you kind of talk to me about your experience? Because I know that you did quite a bit of that. Yeah, sure. Well, I mean, you hit on something very powerful there, Josh, in, in the awareness that you show is in alignment with the way I see it. So I think it's um, 
Sun Tzu or somebody, maybe it's Buddha, I can't remember. They have this quote, um, there's three things that are inevitable, the sun, the moon, and the truth, or something like that, that will be seen, or what, I can't remember exactly how it goes, but it's actually, I don't believe that. I mean, the truth is, there's three things that can never be hidden, the sun, the moon, and the truth, maybe. The truth is hidden all the time. It's hidden mm -hmm. behind the mask that we wear. It's hidden behind the white lies that we tell to ourselves and each other in every moment. And by not being authentic, like you're saying, that's in that effect, we're hiding the truth from each other. Right. So yeah. you hit on it and you're like, you were talking, you were owning that truth. What's my truth. What's my perspective. Let me, right. let me tell you what's my truth. You're owning that truth and not saying it is the truth. It's just my mm -hmm. truth. And that's a very important distinction, but I think the truth is hidden all the time. And the more that I am relating with people at a higher level, their communication skills are inevitably a little bit higher. They have more experience um, in these types of personal and professional relationships that allow me, like when I'm in conversation with, with people who I'm deeply relating with and not necessarily in a, in a personal relationship, but a, a professional relationship or whatever, you know, I, I can feel in my body my my triggers and traumas when they come up when somebody's mm -hmm. calling me out or whatever but mm -hmm. i can handle them a lot better as i go because i have more reps i have more people challenging me in that way and so i have way more awareness of oh when this particular type of issue comes up like i feel that in my bones i feel that and i can maybe even relate it back to something that happened in my life and be like oh yeah that was that time when i was rejected or that was that time when whatever you know so i think that like just honing in on that and going up against our comfort zone, like going to the edge of our comfort zone emotionally and, you know, from a communications assert being assertive about what we want, like all of these things play into each other. And it allows us to continuously push that comfort zone out a little bit further degree by degree so that we all get better. We all get more capable of having conversations like this and, um, and, and lifting each other up. Yeah, I love it, man. So let's uh, let's get into the do zone diagnostic. You ready? I am. Awesome. Five quick questions I ask every guest, uh, just so we can see how your brain ticks. Uh, rapid fire. First thing that comes to mind. Number one, what's one thing you do, Jeff, that keeps you focused on your goals? I schedule what I, I do. I'm a quick start. If you're familiar with Colby, I'm a quick start. So I don't have a lot of follow through. So I have to map everything out. And when I map everything out, I follow it. And so I think that's a really good, uh, it's a skill to have, and it's, it's definitely a process to follow. And I think that everybody could benefit from, from really mapping out what you, the specific actions that you need to take on a daily basis to reach your goals. And how do you get back on track when you lose that focus? It depends on why I'm off track. If I'm overwhelmed, sometimes it takes just backing away going into nature, going into a meditative state, you know, reassessing, why am I doing this? What can I release right now so I can take some of that pressure off? I have 1,400 projects going on, which I do at all times. And it's like, what's really important right now? You know, what, what can I put on? What can I delegate? What can I get off my plate? Like, that's how I, I kind of recenter myself any, any one of those ways or all of them. Nice. And who is your support group and how do they keep you accountable? My support group is the executive staff that I work with in the companies that I'm involved with. And, you know, it's not really, I mean, it's funny with accountability. It's like, 
there's just an expectation that you're going to play all out. When if you're on the field with us, then you you're gonna be you're gonna be playing full out. That's the expectation, and and we all just show up that way. And there's there's we're we're accountable to each other just in instinctively or intuitively, in the sense that hey, we know where we're going. We know what the vision is. We know what our mission is. And are you, if you're on the, on the, on the team, then you, you have to, you have to push for the, for the goal line, you know, awesome. the end zone. And, and how do you approach a difficult project that you're not sure how to complete? Good question. I, I'm a great researcher, so I research perhaps other solutions. I also have amazing coaches in very you know diverse aspects of of the businesses that I work in. So we try to hire the top coaches in in any given sort of uh, you know company or or mission that we're that we're doing. And then also more more recently, Chat GPT, man, that's like you know you can ask it anything and it'll tell you right. So I, I do ask it different things that are you know I I would never have thought. But one of the coaches that we have challenged us to say, hey, open Chat GPT every morning. In every task that you're starting to do, think about how ChatGPT might be able to give you the answer or give you the next step of where you need to go or give you an idea. It's like, give me give me three ideas about blog posts for digital marketing today or what, whatever, you know? I mean, you can ask it some pretty crazy questions and it'll, it generally spits out a pretty good answer. answer. Nice. That's awesome. And uh, finally, what's the number one pro tip you would give to someone looking to get more stuff done in less time? I would highly recommend from one of our mentors who just put out a book called Buy Back Your Time. His name's Dan Martell, and he's an amazing entrepreneur, SaaS entrepreneur, and he's our SaaS coach. So we have been promoting his book around. We bought it. We had a mastermind in Miami a couple of weeks ago, and we gave everyone a copy of it. And it's just an amazing book to identify the best opportunities that you have to get things off of your plate and buy back your time. And if you just kind of burn that into your brain or tattoo it on your arm or whatever, it's like, I'm buy, I need to buy back my time. Like, why am I doing this task? Is this really something that I love to do that I need to do or have to do? Can somebody else do this better than, than I can? And just continuously have this flywheel process because as you grow as a leader, as you grow as an entrepreneur, as you, as you grow as a business person, you're going to be taking on higher and higher you know levels of 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 tasks and and different responsibilities that are going to require you to continuously delegate and I, i'll say that based on my background most people's background like, I, I didn't get that you know i how do you delegate like no i got to do it all right so this you, is a, a skill that i have to continuously build and buy back your time is an amazing book highly recommended I love that. I, I have not read it and it's going on the list immediately. And just because we're in the the do zone podcast and we're talking about doing things and being productive, would you mind sharing just one nugget of wisdom that you picked up from that book? Anything specific? Yeah. Like I was saying, I think um, he has a process that allows you to write down or requires you, I guess, to write down everything that you do every day and then categorize it based on what is it that I do like versus I don't like? And what are the things that are delegable versus not? And that's the way you can easily start delegating and just, you know, he has a color color coded system so that you can identify things. Okay. This is something that I don't like to do. 
and it's easy, easily delegable, that's the most delegable task. You don't like to do it. It's not, it's sucking your energy. It's not giving you energy. On the other hand, you have things that are, that you really love to do that are so creative or require your expertise in a specific way that you don't want to delegate that. Okay. We'll focus on that on the green and get rid of all the red stuff. So then it just becomes a process of continuously finding the who, not how of, delegating these different red things and, and yellow things out of your life. That's awesome. Uh, and uh, I'm, I am literally buying that book right now as we speak. Nice. So yeah. It's a good one, man. I, 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 thanks to, thanks to Amazon prime. It will be in my hands tomorrow morning. Nice. So, all good. Yeah. Excellent. So uh, talk to me a little bit about what are you doing now, Jeff? I know that uh, you uh, mentioned a mastermind. You mentioned several other companies that you're working with. Uh, what, what's your What's your main project? Sure, we have three main projects right now. I work with uh, founder and entrepreneur Patrick Shannon as his kind of right hand guy and and help him delegate things. Like I've always worked with him in a way that's like, Hey, let me take stuff off of your plate. Like, what are you doing that you shouldn't be doing? That's how I may make myself so valuable with him is I identify these things. We spent a lot of time together in masterminds and just working together in, in real time. Like we are right now I'm in Florida at his house and we'll be here for a whole month restructuring what we're doing. And so when I see him doing certain things, it's like, Hey, Patrick, like get rid of that. You, you shouldn't be doing that. Like that's not something that you should be focusing on. So right now our biggest challenge is restructuring our team. Um, we've, we've hired from overseas a lot in, in Asia and the Philippines, and we're restructuring and moving things to South America because people are on the same time zone. They're culturally a little bit more aligned with uh, what we're trying to create. So just through some natural attrition and different things like that, it's been a, a perfect time for us to do that in the agency side. We're revamping our offer in the agency to include a more holistic structure and stack of services that we offer. So it's less of just a local lead gen, but we also are doing some PPC and we have like call solutions and things like that. On the SaaS side, I'm bringing in a sales person to do a lot more of the follow-up on um, trial users because we, we just have so many opportunities on the table where people are coming into our ecosystem. They like the software, they like what they see, they feel like it can help them in whatever way, but they're not getting the kind of follow-up that they need to really nurture them into a paying subscriber. So that's um, probably the biggest project I'm working on with the SaaS. And then with the coaching, I am really focused on uh, the impact that that we're making. So I'm more of kind of like a face guy in that project and interacting with the members of the of the mastermind, the coaching program and facilitating them and building their businesses, helping them work through challenges, helping them uh, find the solutions that they need to to grow is just ultimately what we're teaching is scaling agency scaling is really what it's focused on. Okay. Got it. And uh, so, so several, several different ventures, several different businesses. Yeah. Uh, who is a good candidate for let's, you know, let's pick one to kind of feature that you think would apply to this audience. We, uh, we attract a lot of entrepreneurs, uh, some solo entrepreneurs, some bigger guys, but these are people that are always looking for ways to increase their efficiency and effectiveness. And so which of these 
do you want to feature and which is a good fit and how do they get engaged with it? Yeah, I mean, I could give you the the 90 second run through all three of them. The agencies focus more on contractors. So contractors who have companies that they want to scale. We do local legion, provide tons of leads. We've scaled tons of companies in the past. So if anybody's interested in that, that's great. The SaaS platform is a suite of tools for digital marketers. We have a full call tracking system. We have a heat map geolocation ranking tool that allows you to do extraordinary due diligence and track your ranking so that you can continue to increase your ranking has full um, CRM capabilities, white labeling. It's it's off the rails. It's it's the most co- comprehensive suite of tools that we know of on the market. And then from the coaching standpoint, Rank Masters, it's really any agency, we really are focusing on people who are or agencies that are already in the five-figure range and want to scale up to multiple five figures or into six figures and beyond and helping them create the right systems in their own companies to scale. Awesome. I love that. And uh, where can they go to learn more about all of this? For the agency or LeadSnap, which is the SaaS platform, you could just go to leadsnap.com and there we have a Facebook group also which is facebook.com slash groups slash lead snap. If you wanted to get in that group, it's free to join tons of people talking about digital marketing, the software, how they're using it, et cetera. And you can connect with me there very easily. And then um, for the coaching program, it's rankmasters.com. And we are getting that page set up. So rankmasters.com. Okay, excellent. And so, uh, and then you have a personal website for anybody that wants to do. connect with you directly. I do. That's that's in development. I'm definitely working on making some changes. By, to by the it. time the podcast comes out, I'm sure it'll be done. <laughs> right. JeffHowell.net. So I finally got my Jeff Howell domain name. They, there's like a singer and a um, baseball player named Jeff Howell. So they're beating me in the rankings. So my right. goal over the next couple of years is to get yeah. some backlinks and crush these guys, even though they're, they've been around for a while. That's right. Yeah, there's a there's an NFL player named Josh Thomas, and there's a there's an Australian comedian named Josh Thomas, and uh, I actually thought uh, I thought it would be cool because because the Australian comedian guy uh, has a uh, has a podcast, and I thought it would be cool that Josh Thomas would feature on his podcast, Josh Thomas. And right, that would be awesome. Nice. But I think the That's I think awesome. literally the name of his podcast is like How to Be Gay. Or something like that, and I'm like, I don't know if I can contribute to that because I'm not gay. But, right. <laughs> but, but I think it still would be, you know, it'd be pretty cool to have two Josh Thomases on there. It would be really confusing for five minutes. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, it would be. That would be an interesting concept. <laughs> and yeah, I, I, I don't do a podcast. I, I do what I call a thought cast. So as part of Lead Snap and the coaching program that we have, we we coach into the Facebook group for free and then there's a paid version of it. So that's what that is. But I've been doing a thought cast last year. It was called Mindset Monday. I did about 43 episodes and you can find those through my own website, jeffhowell.net or on the Lead Snap YouTube channel. And then this year I started a new one called Accelerate Flow State because 2022 was flow was my, my word. And man, it's that goes back to that intention. When you focus on something, it starts to manifest and become true. So I really felt like I was in flow in 2022, 2023. I want to accelerate that. So I started a new series called called Accelerate Flow State. So that's kind of how I do it. And they're just like five to 10 minute videos of me. It's not me interviewing anybody. That's why I call it a thought cast. It's just kind of me like 
you know, expressing my thoughts in real time. I love it. Well, we're going to wrap from here. Thanks so much to Jeff Howell for coming on and sharing some wisdom about uh, how you get some stuff done. So he has several options and opportunities there. There's rankmasters.com, there's leadsnap.com. But if you really want to connect with Jeff, uh, you can visit his website, jeffhowell.net. Uh, thanks again for joining us. Once again, if you want to keep hearing great content like this, be sure to follow and subscribe to the Do Zone podcast on Apple or Spotify. If you're looking to break through to the next level with your business, but you just don't have the time or the tools to do so on your own, we've got your back. Go to unbreakableteams.com to learn how we can supercharge your productivity for less than it costs to take your team out to lunch. Until next time, remember... We all have the same 24 hours in a day. What are you going to do with yours? Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe on Apple or Spotify. Share this episode with a friend. Screenshot it and add it to your Instagram stories. Smoke signals, carrier pigeons, whatever works best for you. If you're looking to crush your goals this year and level up your team, we're here to help. To learn more about how our scientifically backed process can increase your company's productivity by up to 300%, head over to unbreakableteams.com. That's unbreakableteams.com.